Welcome to Dancing on Water, a podcast bringing you stories of faith and how they interact with church and missions. Here we go. Welcome to another episode of Dancing on Water. My name is Josh Rice, and this is a podcast with Heart from Mexico. We are a ministry in Mexico. Uh, we have four main heartbeats. We focus on church planting. We have churches throughout the country here in Mexico. We have our Nana's House Orphanage um, with a girl's home and a boy's home here in Tepic, Nayarit. We host short-term mission teams from around uh, the U.S. and the world, really. And we have a uh, Heart from Mexico School of Missions which is a kind of a post-high school level uh, Bible school. We are accredited with Christian Life College in the United States. And um, yeah, we focus on, on those things mainly. This has been a crazy time. We are six months-ish into um, you know the different uh, kind of rules and regulations we've had to live with with the COVID-19 virus. And uh, it's been interesting, to say the least. We've, uh, I, I think looking back now, we can definitely, definitely... Uh, say and, and tell a bunch of stories about how God has been faithful, has provided. Um, we've been able to keep building on our orphanage, our main home. We, uh, we've been using rental houses for the last uh, 10 or 11 years, and now we are almost finished with our girls' home. Yeah, it's going to be able to host 18 girls plus staff, and then we're going to be able to start on our boys' home. It's been amazing that we've been able to keep on seeing uh, more and more construction get done. It's so close, almost there. Uh, this next week, we're kicking off our 2020 fall term of the Bible school. We've got students in from different places. We're able to go ahead and start that, um, even in the midst of the the virus and everything that's going on. And our churches have been have been doing good. We uh, We've had to move to a pretty much online model in most of our locations. Yeah, some of the village churches are, are back meeting now, and uh, here in our main church, we're really, really hoping to get back to in-person services in October. So if you guys could be praying for that, it's been um, uh, here in our state, and where, where we're recording this in Nayarit, we have had a, uh, a lot of cases, even recently, it's still kind of been uh, pretty pretty hardcore with the, the cases and, and stuff. So um, we've just recently seen that start to go down, and, and we're thankful for that, and we're really hoping to get back to in-person church services. But something cool, we've mentioned this in previous podcasts, and I think it's so cool that we've still been able to help out all of the people who've been in need, those who've looked for help. Um, we make up these food bags, and we've been able to hand those out uh, as people need them. And so I feel like our ministry's been been going forward. Our online model has worked. People have been really engaged, and uh, it's been cool to um, do different different things, phone calls, Zoom calls, whatever, to keep up with the people. And so um, all in all, the ministry is doing great. And um, I hope that the same is true for all of you who are listening. Hope things are going good. And today, I just kind of want to share um, something that God has uh, put on my heart throughout this, these last few months and, and really this whole season. It's it's definitely not been easy. I mean, even personally, um, my my wife and I have five kids in the house, and it's just, it's been a crazy time. I feel, feel terrible for them. They've basically not been able to leave the house for, you know, I don't know, almost six months, uh, just limited stuff. And, you know, they're, they're, we're doing school from home and, and there, there's a lot of different things, you know, that, that are going on. And I know people are facing uh, challenges that are much more difficult. People are out of work and um, the economy is very uncertain. Uh, pastors are, are really struggling in the season. And so I, I, I'm not trying to downplay any of that, but I, I really do want to share what, um, 
the, this uh, word that I that I've just kind of been meditating on now for for quite a while. Uh, first, let me let me read what Matthew five says. Matthew five thirteen. This is from the Sermon on the Mount. Um, obviously, you know Jesus's most famous message, probably. And he says in Matthew five thirteen uh, to the people assembled there, he says, "You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again?" It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. He then says, kind of transitions, and says, You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Uh, in Mark, we see a little bit of the same, um, you know, different snippets of that. In Mark 9, 50, he says, Salt is good, but if it loses its saltiness, how can you make it salty again? Uh, so last year, me and another pastor here from uh, La Fuente, we were invited, it was... Uh, to go to Israel, one of the churches that supports uh, what we do here in Mexico, supports Heart for Mexico, amazing church. They, they've been down here several times, uh, Victory Life in Ohio. And they, in one of the trips, the guy mentioned that he'd been to Israel a bunch, and I told him it was like my dream to go, and he invited me to go with him on a trip, me and uh, a different pastor here. And so we went last year, and it was, it was an amazing, amazing experience. Uh, so many different stories and, and, and different things that we got to see and do. And one of the days we, we went with this guy to, uh, on a desert tour. Uh, we were making our way to Jerusalem. And I'm going to be honest, I just wanted to get to Jerusalem. I was so excited about seeing Jerusalem. And we spent the first week just kind of traveling around the country and seeing stuff outside. And we were almost there. It was like the day before we got to Jerusalem. And we had this desert tour scheduled. And I, I was not that into the idea. Um, we had to get up and go meet this guy. And I, I just wanted to keep moving, you know, and get somewhere else. But, you know, we, it was already paid for. So we went. And um, it, was, it, it ended up being one of my favorite things we did. It was this, this older guy. He, you know, he's been doing this for decades. And um, we met up with him. And he's got his, like, uh, forerunner, you know, and a four by four, and we pile inside of it and cruise out into the desert. And, uh, and, and this guy's just talking and telling story after story. And he was an atheist, actually, which is pretty sad that he lived in this land and, and you know, um, was an atheist. But he, he, so he was, he looked at all the history of Israel kind of through this lens, um, you know, different from how we would look at it. But as we're, you know, going about and seeing all these different sites in the desert, he, he was explaining, you know, all these different things about the history, and he, he had this theory, you know, and, and he knew we were Christians and, and stuff, but he said, he kept asking us, do you guys know why there's been so much conflict in this land and so much turmoil uh, throughout, you know, thousands of years in this land? And so we, uh, you know, as Bible-believing Christians could answer with, a, you know, a, a, yeah, well, it's because of this or that, and Abraham and, you know, everything that happened after that. And he, at the end, we kind of parked, and we were overlooking the Dead Sea. And he said, he asked us again, do you guys know why there's been so much turmoil, so much conflict throughout Israel's history? And uh, he said, it's because of that. And he pointed at the Dead Sea. Uh, and then he explained that salt was the greatest te technological revolution that the world had ever seen thousands of years ago. I mean, so, so you know, and he explained before salt, um, you had to basically hunt for your food every day or, or gather every day. You couldn't preserve your food in any way. And all of a sudden, they discovered that salt was a, you know, a preserver, a natural preservative, and you could keep things. For the first time in human history, you could keep things, um, you know, safe or, or whatever for, for more than a day or two at a time. 
And so it, it revolutionized the world. It changed how we needed to gather, hunt, whatever, um, and how it, it structured the home and society. And, and salt became the most important mineral on earth. And so the Dead Sea is, is just, it's pure salt. I mean, it's the, you know, the greatest source of salt. And so he was explaining to us that, that all throughout history, um, the conflict in the region could trace its roots back to needing salt. And I thought it was a, a, a very interesting, I think that I personally think as a, a believing what I believe that God gave that resource to his people who were living there. Um, but it was really interesting to hear his take on it and, and explain it and little things like I never, I, I never understood that like Sodom was a salt mining community right on the Dead Sea and which would explain why there was, it was mostly men living there and it was kind of a rough place. And, um, and, uh, you know, even when, when Lot and his family had to flee, um, Lot's wife looked back and she turned into a pillar of salt, right? And, and it's, it's interesting because, you know, maybe she looked back and that's what she desired. She desired that financial stability or, you know, there's some kind of vanity inside of her for what she was leaving behind or, or what it represented. And that's what she most desired. And then she turned into that without any life. Um, I think there's a lot there. I think there's a lot you could unpack there. But I, I just, it was, it was so interesting to me, this idea that whoever controlled the salt controlled the world. Whoever controlled the salt had the upper hand because it was the, the resource that was most sought after because it truly was revolution, revolutionizing society. And, uh, and so, I don't know, there was all these different biblical thoughts in my head as he was kind of telling us that. And, you know, this whole verse of you are the salt of the earth took on this whole new meaning to me. Like, oh, we are the most important mineral on earth. Christ in us is the most important mineral. And I'm thinking through all these different things. And, um, and so the other day, uh, a while back now, I guess, during this, this season, I read in, in Mark 9, and there's a verse there that I've obviously I've read before, but I just, it's never, I don't remember, it's never really stuck out to me the same. And I read this, I want to read it to you. And, and it really opened my mind up to, to what, God is doing in this time. It says in Mark 9, 49. So this is the verse right before it says that salt is good, but if it loses its saltiness, how can you make it salty again, right? So right before that, Mark 9, 49, it says, everyone will be salted with fire. And so I, I, I read it and it just, it, it, it hit me so hard. And this idea that what makes us salty, what gives us this saltiness, what makes us important, what makes us the most important mineral on earth is Christ in us. We get saltiness through fire. Uh, it's what we go through. It's, 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 it's the tough season that gives us our seasoning, right? It's, it's this tough time that, that makes us salty, that gives us something that stands out, that makes us valuable in the kingdom of God, right? And so uh, we all know when we meet Christ, like there's this process. There's this purification process. The Bible talks a lot about purification in different spots. And we know that, you know, back when the Bible was written in, in different times, they, they would use fire to purify minerals or gold or whatever. And, you know, the, the silver and the, it talks about how the dross or the impurities would come to the surface that they could skim off. Matthew, nine, uh, Matthew 3, 11, John the Baptist says, I baptize you with water for repentance, but after me comes one who is more powerful than I whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire, right? So there's this, there's this idea that, hey, when, when we meet Christ and we walk with Christ, 
we will go through stuff that purifies us, that that brings off the impurities that, I mean, the Holy Spirit is part of it. He will lead us. But there's this other part that's fire. I mean, there's tough things we go through that show us our need for Christ, teach us how to depend on Christ, teach us to look for Christ, show us that he is the only answer. And um, I think that it just, it hit me so hard, this idea that as we're going through something hard, it's preparing us for more in the kingdom of God. Like the, 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 if the salt loses its saltiness, it's not worth anything anymore. I, I mean, if we don't understand that we can go through hard things, we're salted with fire. If we, if we don't understand, we can go through hard things. And that's what makes us, that's what gives us authority in the kingdom. I mean, it, it's what helps us understand. It's what helps us see. And thanks to the fire we go through, we can help the world. We are the salt of the earth. And uh, I, I love how he was, he was basically using language that the people would understand is how like we are Christ in us is, is, is the salt of the earth. It's basically the most desired mineral or, uh, on earth. And maybe today, uh, I was thinking the other day, maybe today Jesus would look at his followers and he would say like, you guys are the vaccine of the earth. You are what everybody wants. You're what everybody wishes they could get. You have that already. You guys are that. And as you pass through difficult times, you become more and more that you become more because you understand what the world doesn't. And that is that you have Christ with you. You guys aren't facing your challenges and your trials alone. You're, you're facing it from a posture of victory. You're going through something from a posture of victory. And so what the world sees as difficulty, God sees more as potential impact for the world. So, so as you're going through something hard, that later on will be redeemed in your life and used for good. And, and um, whether you know it's something extremely hard or sickness, divorce, whatever, God redeems that. And he's been with you and you, you're, you're being salted with fire. You're being, you're, you're, your importance in the kingdom of God is being, uh, it, it's being added to more and more with value. And, and, and this idea has just been, it's been so, it's been standing out to me because we have this this vision, this desire that our church is going to grow after this, and that and that our ministries are going to grow, and that we're going to see more kids saved and more churches planted. And the the big conviction I've got recently is, I mean, our our church is going to grow because our people are going to grow, and our church is going to get better because our people are going to get better because we're all going through this really tough test. But God is salting us with fire. We're being salted with fire, and we're going to be even saltier now uh, than we were before. And in another six months, we'll be even saltier because we're going through this thing, and it's going to stand out more. It's what the world needs is what we are becoming because we're going through this trial. And so as we're going through it, instead of focusing on all of the difficulty, which there's obviously a lot all the negativity and the news is just crazy. Um, all, all of our personal situations can be um, whatever. Uh, they can vary, but there's probably a lot of difficulty. Uh, if you're pastoring a church, it's not easy. Uh, right now, it's been a really hard season with all the different things in the news and the and pandemic. It's just, it's been tough. But the conviction that God has given me is to focus on the blessing and not on the burden. Like, Focus on the blessing. We're being salted with fire, and there are blessings, right? So the example that I gave when we started, um, it's been crazy for my wife and I with the five kids in the house, and we're doing, they're not allowed to go back to school, so they're doing all their classes 
with basically video, text message, all this homework. And so we have to do all their work with them. And it's just, it's, it's crazy. I'm relearning sixth grade math. And I don't know, I mean, you think you know sixth grade math, so you have to sit down and do it. And then, um, you know, reading about electricity and magnets and all this stuff that I just, it's like, ugh. But, but at the same time, so I could focus on how hard it is, or I could focus on, I am so blessed. I'm so incredibly blessed that I can help raise five kids, um, that God has, has blessed me with that honor, responsibility, and um, I have an amazing wife that I get to do it with, and we can uh, go on this adventure together. And, and so um, that's just my small example. And, and again, I'm not trying to make light of anyone's personal situation. I know that there are people who are facing challenges that are much greater, but um, focus on the blessing. And if you can't see it, you know, if, if your responsibility, there is no blessing, I mean, then maybe it would be better for his to say, search for the blessing and not the burden. Look for it, find it somewhere, find it, name it and recognize, okay, what I am going through right now, this difficulty or this season, this hardship, whatever, it's salting me with fire. It's preparing me for something greater uh, in the kingdom of God. God will redeem this later. If the salt loses its saltiness, it's not worth anything. If we forget, if we forget that what this is truly all about is, is the kingdom of God, is being useful in the kingdom. If we forget that, if we ignore this and we just suffer, and whatever, and, and we, we get all negative and we complain and we just hate it, we don't believe for anything good from it, then to me that's salt losing its saltiness. It's not worth anything then. I mean, it's not, the season would be not worth anything. Or we can say, okay, listen, I'm getting made saltier, uh, more seasoning, um, and uh, I'm going to be a more flavorful salt for the world after this is over. I mean, this is what the world needs. It's what the world actually wants, whether they know it or not, admit it or not. They need Christ, and they need Christ in us, and they need us to show Christ even in the trial, in the difficulty, that we, we, we need to show off um, our Savior and, and who we are in the kingdom. And so I just want to encourage you guys with this. Seriously, if you're pastoring a church, if you're, you're leading in some capacity, uh, or just in your daily walk with Christ, if you felt like it's been discouraging, and you're just discouraged, and it's just month after month of discouragement and bad news and struggle and what's going to happen, search for the blessing instead of the burden. Find it somewhere. Find it and start to name it. Um, just the other day, we were talking about the kids in our orphanage. I was really concerned that it, this would be a brutal season for them because they're not going to school. And uh, um, someone told me who, who knows more about their situations. I'm not very involved in the day-to-day, but somebody told me that they're actually doing way better than ever. They've had a time to, to kind of create bonds amongst themselves, and they're all do, doing better. And, and, and the comment was made that maybe this is what they needed. Um, and so there's a blessing instead of the burden. It's like, wow, that's, hey, if there's, if there's a blessing in that, um, then let's, let's celebrate it and let's recognize what, what's happening to all of us right now is we're being better prepared to be used by God in his kingdom. And so when we look at it that way and we get thankful and say, all right, God, I mean, he at the end of the day is in control and we can look at all of this from a posture of victory because he is in us, Christ in us. We have victory. And so we can look at this and we can say, all right, I'm being salted by fire. Uh, that is ultimately a good thing. It's ultimately good for Christ and for his church and for what he's going to do in me and in my family and in my life. So I hope this encourages you today. Search for the blessing, not for the burden. Um, that we're, we're, we're being made saltier. This 
this is this is going to end up for good, and we will we'll see healthier churches, more thriving churches, healthier ministries, and uh, we believe that. We believe that for you, for your ministry, those of you who are supporters and who are uh, have been faithful, thank you so, 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 so much. You guys um, are, are truly making a difference. I wish you could come here and see it, uh, the advance in the construction, the ministry, uh, more churches. We're, we're, we're planning on planting more. We I, I just It's not possible without you guys sacrificially giving, praying. Please continue to pray for us down here. Um, monthly donors, those who of you who give when you can, thank you so much. There is truly um, amazing things happening here in Mexico. I'm so thankful I get to see it. I have a front row seat and be involved in it. And I'm thankful for you guys who are uh, just hanging with us and uh, being a part of this as well. And we will pray that God blesses you guys and uh, your churches and your family situations and anything you guys are going through. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Dancing on Water. We will be back with more uh, pretty soon. Thank you guys so much. Thank you all so much for listening uh, to this episode. You can expect a new episode every couple of weeks. In the meantime, if you would like more information, check out h4mx.org.